We have one more opportunity to travel a little further along the road less traveled. <clears throat> Everyone that has ever lived has had to face the dark times of trial and tribulation. The rich, the poor, the rulers, the rule, the strong, the weak, the healthy, the sickly, the atheist, and the religious, and even our elder brothers. Let's turn to Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. <clears throat> Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Sometimes we have to, sometimes suffering can be so intense that this is all we can do, is endure it with the, joy that is in the future, the joy of the kingdom, which Jesus did. And <clears throat> there's suffering in our lives, and there's a reason for it. It says that uh, Jesus learned obedience by suffering. We also, who are servants, we learn obedience by suffering, suffering also. And suffering does something else for us. It brings about meekness and lowliness of spirit. And it also brings other qualities God desires in those that will govern with his son in the kingdom. So there's, there's, there's positive things about this suffering that we endure. Brothers and sisters, are we winning or losing the battle? It is a battle, and we are fighting for our lives. It's very depressing to know that we are losing the battle because we are allowing the sin nature to control our minds and bodies. God did not call us to be his saints for the purpose of failure. And if you will remember 
in my story about Hugh Glass, he was alone. And here's the point for us. We are not alone. We have God, we have his son, and we have those of like precious faith. And this morning I'm going to talk about one of the many helps that God has provided for us. Matthew 11 30. Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And I want you to I want you to set this next phrase in your mind. You remember what I said about some of the one of the positive things about suffering? It brings this out in us if we let it. Now set this phrase in your mind. We're going to go a little bit further. For I am meek and lowly in heart. Our elder brother said this. He said, I am meek and lowly of heart. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And he says, for I am meek and lowly of heart. And what, is, what does he say next? Ye shall find rest unto your souls. And then he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. <clears throat> Let's, talk, let's turn over to 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. Chapter 5, verse 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And look at this. His commandments are not grievous. They are not grievous. Turn back to Philippians. <clears throat> Chapter 2, verses 3 to 3 through 5. Philippians 2. Now, did, did you set that phrase in your mind? Me 
and lowly of heart, meek and lowly of heart. Verse 3, chapter 2. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind. What are we supposed to do? Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own thing, but every man also on the things of others. Verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And there's only one way that we're going to be able to do that, and we're going to have to study what was written about Jesus Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, let's turn to John 13. Before we read it, verse 12, get your finger on verse 12, but I don't want you to read it yet, because I want to say something first. What was that that I said for you to remember? Meek and lowly and what? Okay, you've got it. Now, before we read this, I want you to think about this. Now, we're going to be talking about Jesus. This man who is to be the future king of the entire earth who will reign for a thousand years. Now, think about that. He is the Abrahamic heir of the entire earth. Jesus Christ. He is the greater son of David. He is the most high priest after the order of Melchizedek. That's who this man is to be. Now let's go to John 13, verse 12. There's a lesson here. So after he had washed their feet, his disciples, and had taken his garment and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you. Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also are to wash one another's feet. Fifteen. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. 16, verily, verily, I say unto you, 
the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. Look at verse 17. If we know these things, happy are ye if you do them. If you do these things, happy are ye. Let's go back to Matthew 11 and read it again. Matthew 11. Matthew 11, verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. A yoke. Think about a yoke. It's usually a piece of timber made curving near each end and fitted with collars for receiving the necks of oxen by which two are connected for pulling. That's what a yoke is. Take my yoke and learn of me. Take my yoke and learn of me. It's sharing his outlook. Do you and I do that? I'm talking about the outlook of Jesus Christ. It's sharing his outlook. Approaching life his way. Are we doing that? Approaching life his way. We're supposed to have the mind of Christ in our, in our mind from our study of the scriptures. Copying his meekness. To take Christ's yoke is to enter into fellowship of service. Fellowship of service. And who are we supposed to serve? Our Yahweh and also someone else, our brothers and sisters. Service. Fellowship of service with who? Jesus. Now let's go to Isaiah 50, verse 4. Isaiah 50, verse 4. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He waketh morning by morning. He waketh mine ear to hear as the learned. To take Christ's yoke, I'm going to repeat this again, is to enter into fellowship of service with him. The toil of labor, the search for truth, the burden of conscience, all these can be borne or carried when men are yoked to Christ. For such is the grace and wonder of it. Just like atonement, 
such is the grace and wonder of it. The burdens are cast away, and we are not to be born at all. The burdens are cast away. Life in association with the Son of Man, yoked with Him, we are freed from many problems. Yoked with Christ, the frustrations that come from pride and ambition, meet and lowly of heart. The frustrations that come from pride and ambition, from desire for outward show, from self-will, are not to be found with the meek and lowly of heart. The will of God, which Jesus fully obeyed, was his yoke, his yoke, which he invites man to share. In his willing submission to God's will, he found the instruction of God to be good and well-fitted to his shoulders. Think about that. The, thing, the instruction of God on our shoulders. In his willing submission to God's will, he found the instruction of God to be good and well-fitted to his shoulders. And the peace and the experience and the peace and rest that he experienced, he offers to all yoke fellows. All yoke fellows. When we think of being yoked, I know in the past I always did, when we think of being yoked, we think about being uh, yoked with our spouse. We think of being yoked with with a brother, or if it's a sister, a sister with a sister that are performing some kind of service for Yahweh. But when we're enduring a uh, tribulation, when we're enduring suffering, could we not remember that we're also yoked with our elder brother Jesus Christ? And what would he say to us? What would he say? He would say, Brother, continue. Sister, don't give up. Do we do that for our brothers and sisters? Or do we just walk by coldly and not say a word? Now, Yahweh has provided this yoke by means of his son. Why is it not working for us? Why is this yoke not working for us? And it's, it's, 
It's a simple answer. We take it off. Because of the sin nature. You know, I, I said the sin nature is very powerful. The sin nature. We set aside the yoke of Christ. Now, let's add something else to it. God, there's nothing else that Yahweh can do. He's done all he can do for us. The rest of it is up, is up to us. He's given us the yoke of Christ, and he's also given us his armor, the armor of God. And what do we do? We take our armor off too. We take both the yoke and both the armor off, and then we wonder why we fail. We need to remind each other to keep our yoke on and keep our armor on. Let's turn to Ezekiel, I mean Ecclesiastes chapter 12, 13. <clears throat> I know that sounds very simple, but I don't think we realize how important that is. To keep the yoke of Christ on, to keep the armor of God on, to keep our armor on. Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. Our elder brother didn't consider the instruction of God a burden. He, he felt like it, it fit well on his shoulders. Let's look at this 13th verse. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole manner, matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Brothers and sisters and friends of the truth, as I stated in my opening remarks, the road less traveled is a journey of 6,000 years covering thousands of miles. It has been my privilege to study with you for a few sections of this road and our study is coming to an end but the road we travel goes on the road we travel goes on and we must continue till we reach the end where all highways shall be one continuous avenue of fragrant, fragrant flowers and fruits and trees 
and shrubs. For even the very wilderness shall blossom as the rose, and the desert shall bloom like Eden's blissful bowers. Noxious weeds, destructive storms, untimely frost, destroying insects, no more shall mar the labor of the husbandman. For the curse, the curse, which has been born so heavenly upon the earth, heavily upon the earth, shall be uplifted and its fertility fully restored. For he who knows the end from the beginning has said, as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Brother Tom, I have time to read the 35th chapter of Isaiah. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it, the excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Strengthen ye the weak hands, and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not, behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with the recompense. He will come and save you. Then the blind eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man Leap as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing, for in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. And the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. Verse 8, and a highway shall be there, and a way. And it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. 